0: What's up everybody? It's Erin. And Nicole. This is Dude That's Fucked Up. Welcome to the podcast y'all. <laughs> hey, hey y'all. Ooh-wee. Ooh little doggies. Giddy up. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> you got cutie little bangs.
1: I'm ba- Yeah she's banging again y'all. She's banging. Uh, Ooh it's cute. Thanks. I've I just had like a last minute. Should I get bangs again? And then my hair's short, you know. So I was like, I'll get bangs again, cause it's not like if I get sick of them, my hair's short. It grow. It'll grow pretty fast, and like it's fine. And it's like
0: all like. You could just, like, grow it into, like, a fringy fun thing, you know? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You, like, it's, like, going to grow out with the rest of your hair. It's very cute. I love it. Oh, my God, it. thank
1: you. Oh, thank you. It, um, I haven't been loving it, but to be fair, I haven't been putting on makeup, and I haven't mm-hmm. washed it since I got it done. So, like, when I wake up, it just looks awful, you know? Like, mm-hmm like very old lady haircut, like just oh. not fashionable, not cute. I'm in like a gross shirt. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and I have been kind of depressed the last two days. Like I just showered and like put like got myself together because all day I was just kind of blah. And um that it feels better. Yeah. You know, when I have like you, a face of makeup and I like put effort in.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like. Kind of like beachy and like um chic I don't know oh, thank it's you really fun I love it
1: yeah it's a little it's a bit of a shag you can't really tell what the headphones on but it's like I wanted it more shaggy less like like round so it's, it's more like cute. square yeah thank you yeah
0: you look great I love thanks. it thanks thanks um fashion love it fashion uh, you're giving a summer moment you're giving I'm, a uh um... I'm giving full sweat full swamp ass <laughs> I can't wear sleeves because I'm just so hot. Oh my god! So yeah, and my hair—I like threw it up in a, you know, yeah, bun on my head because I can't even get off the deal neck. with anything on my neck. Yeah. What know? are you wearing? A so. dress or
1: is it like overalls?
0: It's a dress. I'm oh cute, a dress. cute. Yeah. yeah, very cute. Yeah, because I cannot have anything tight around my my privets these days. <laughs> Nothing. Can't do it.
1: No. I'm wearing hard pants right now, and it's a hard pass for me, dog, (laughs) because I think that's why my stomach's getting upset, because there's, like, a waistband pushing into it, and it's like, (laughs) excuse me. (laughs) Ma'am.
0: Ma'am, ma'am, could you not? I might have to unbutton them. We'll see. (laughs) Oh, I don't even know why you are buttoned. Do it now. I know. Well, you know, it's
1: like stretching your limits. It's just kind of like for when I go into public, like, I do need to be –
0: I, yeah, Easing back what in, you mean. so
1: I could wear hard pants for the next hour probably. But if things yeah. get gassy, I'll unbutton them just so I'm not tooting, rooting, and tooting on there. All right, okay,
0: <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, I just uh, I need I need a, a nice breeze, yeah. uh, flowing through everything in, right up now up in there, yeah, in my undercarriage, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I can't I can't do a pants situation. No, it, we're fair. we're going through a heat wave right now in California, so oh it's just God. like we thought. I thought we were like having a pretty mild summer. We were till now. (laughs) Till this fucking bitch ass heat wave rolled through. It's like, no, no, no. (laughs) It's still summer. (laughs) (laughs) It's summer. Whatever that Josh Gad song (laughs) is. Oh, oh, From uh, Frozen. It's Frozen, like, yeah. It's summer.
1: That's not right. It's like <laughs> no. it's
0: summer. He does like a, a like like a Liza Minnelli kind of like voice <laughs> yeah. or something. It's so yeah. funny. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's good. Love it. Mm.
1: <sighs> All right.
0: Well, uh, well, what's the biz? I guess if we have any. no oh, go to our website. It's gtfupodcasts.com So many yeah, fun things good. on there. We have a cool Patreon that we are, like, we have extra content on. Yeah, like we do. Ex- we do a bonus episode, a commentary episode, mm-hmm. which um, is just another bonus episode, basically. <laughs> it's where we're talking about a lot of pop culture, though. Yeah, yeah. On the current. commentary episode, yeah, yeah. current well, events, current. Mm-hmm. whatever, like docu- documentary hot. is, yeah, happening. Yeah, we're we're talking about it. Um or like any kind of current event like uh t- celeb gossip whatever. Yeah. We'll we'll do a commentary episode on it. Um and then we also do a Q&A. Mm-hmm. So, that's very fun. And that's um, live. It, you could That's live. If yeah, you patron, can join us.
1: You can join us live. We usually do it on a Friday evening. Mm-hmm. Um and we you you can just hang out with us and like like put questions in the chat and we'll answer them and we're we're chilling yeah
0: yeah um and then we also have a discord um yeah
1: yeah the discord that's the main event
0: i yeah it's super fun Mm -hmm. um we're just like always in there and talking about whatever weird shit (laughs) i posted um today i posted uh (laughs) the uh what is it called um i forget the account but it's um oh oh, zillow Zillow Gone 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 wild yeah yeah and it was the uh, Yankee Candle um, knew, CEO's who house. Who knew they were that loaded? Estate. It is a ridiculous fucking place. Fucking Yankee
1: Candle. I, I want that Yankee Candle money. You know what I mean? I, no.
0: <laughs> but it's like, the ta- it's like the Papa John's fucking mansion, you know? It's so it's tacky. It's the Yankee Candle of mansions. It is the Yankee Candle of mansions. Like, it's, like- <laughs> it's exactly what you
1: think it would be when someone says, oh, they have Yankee Candle money. It's yeah
0: like, <laughs> tacky as fuck it's, like, it's 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 uh that nouveau riche that yeah. new money that yeah. uh but also very fun okay oh, I they had, live like, there. oh yeah i mean yeah. i hate the decor it's so ugly and like there's always like a fucking medieval times theme <laughs> like room in every like rich what weird that? rich person's house it's yeah. so weird and every mcmansion there's always like a fucking like dining room or wine room that's like medieval theme it's Me- so bizarre
1: okay maybe it's the dungeons and dragons room like maybe it's like where like maybe that's something that's going on in there because why else would you have like a medieval themed room there's no know. there's no reason for it unless it's maybe like a dungeons and dragons room i guess i guess i don't, I don't know. know but I- what it's yankee candle doing playing dungeons and dragons that seemed uh, they seem very like she was not a Christian. So. Like,
0: so like, Chugi. Yeah.
1: So Chugi. So they just feel like, no, they're not going to do anything that's like magic or any, like yeah. it's too close to the devil. You know what I mean?
0: True. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't know. I There's just always I just have noticed that is like a trend of like. Yeah. As a dungeon room. as as part of the the tacky Chugi. Yeah. Uh, McMansion vibe. There's always some sort of like, you know medieval times theme um yeah. but they did have a full-blown arcade a bowling alley yeah like an indoor pool situation that was crazy mm-hmm. like it looked like fucking uh what's that movie with jim carrey uh where he like lives in the little world what is that called um
1: oh 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 um where he's like on a tv show truman show yeah
0: yeah truman yeah. Show. yeah it was like a Truman Show indoor pool because they had like the or like a Caesars Palace like fake sky or yeah, like yeah, Bellagio yeah. Indoor you know mall. Yeah, indoor yeah. mall yeah it's
1: like am I outside in Paris it's like no you're at the Paris yeah and you're <laughs> in inside yeah. yeah and that's why there's a lot of screaming drunk people wearing sports jerseys
0: I love that though like okay oh, everything else is tacky and that is also like inherently tacky but like I want a fucking year round lazy river if I'm yeah. a rich person. Indoors? Like, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah.
1: Also, make it go room to room. Like, don't put it way on the edge of the property. You know, I want it to be functional, I want it to have a purpose. Yeah. It's it's to get, get me, me to the
0: kitchen. Yeah, get me to the
1: kitchen, and also you could pee in it on your way to the kitchen. Like if you're watching TV, you can just get in, pee in it, get yourself a snack, get back in, go back to the TV room. You just have to have towels and robes everywhere,
0: and swim up bars in every room,
1: and sw- swim up bars in every room. Yeah, and sw- like one room is swim a up tiki, tiki,
0: yeah, <laughs> one room is a tiki swim up bar. Yeah, the other is like um like I don't know. A medieval times. Oh, right, because you have to check that box theme. if you're making yeah, 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 If you are going with a theme, each room should have that theme. Yeah, you know? It's the so. required
1: McMansion Medieval Times room. Yep. Check. You could
0: only you could only drink red wine in the pool in that room. <laughs> or mead. Out of a goblet. Yeah, mead. <laughs>
1: Oh my god. And they, and it's and you can only drink it out of like some cowhide leather flask thing, like
0: and it's only room temperature. And it's room
1: temperature. Yeah. It's a <laughs> cask. Everything's casked. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. And uh you said about this house that you hated the like all the kitchen islands. But you know what? It's insane.
0: Like, <laughs> there's like five okay, the, the kitchen in this house, there's five kitchen islands and seven sinks. What? I know why I know why because they're hosting you turn, a, a cooking competition in that yeah kitchen. they do the great British they do the great medieval bake-off every weekend <laughs> they cook with candles no, that's like where they, they do their experimenting by... for for the sense. Yeah,
1: yeah, they cook by candlelight. It's very yeah. romantic, um, in the medieval times room, and the candles in there smell like hay. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no! But I was gonna say, okay, like as someone who um lives and functions in a very small kitchen. That Mm -hmm. is when you're a rich person, you can just turn around and have counter space everywhere. That's what that is. And I was like, I want that kitchen where everywhere I turn around, I could set something down. I could put a cutting board. I could put a bowl.
0: And I never run out of counter space. But then you're like, oh, fuck. I need that bowl of like dry ingredients. That's all over. That's all (laughs) the way over on the other side. That's on the. The 4D fucking uh, <laughs> 4D. Count, count uh, Kitchen island I don't know <laughs>
1: Yeah but then you just Pop back in the lazy river And swing over And get it You know
0: <laughs> Easy don't Spill your dry ingredients In the lazy river God. While you're making cookies
1: And then and then You get out And the kitchen floor Is all wet Fucking nightmare dude Maybe that's not a good idea
0: I'm telling you It's just over the top But yeah, yeah. So anyway we are I love it Popping off about The Yankee Candle uh CEO's house absolutely wild um yeah that's in our discord check that out um that's the business <laughs> yeah that's the business i know it's the fun business um anything fucked up for you this week no i just
1: feel life just feels so heavy the last couple of days so like i'm just happy to be here and doing this cuz
0: i'm happy to be doing this yeah with you okay oh, me too
1: yeah well you know sometimes i come into it
0: having had a better day I feel like <laughs> that's okay you're like allowed okay. to have shit shit ass weeks totally oh my know? god yeah like everybody's entitled to feeling like shit sucks mm-hmm. the big one yeah so what about that's you okay do you, do you have anything fucked up nope nope oh. I uh you know I'm just just getting through another week so it's yeah. it's all it's all good Sweating to it through another week. <laughs> Sweating to the oldies. Sweating to the
1: oldies. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. P.S. Maybe next month we watch the Richard Sim. Where's Richard Simmons <gasps> documentary?
0: The one that TMZ did. Yeah.
1: Which is not uh-huh. that great, but I've been watching it and, and it's interesting. And also, I just am really um, having, I always loved Richard Simmons, but I'm having like a re like, a, in, a like a reignited flame, yeah, 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 yeah and yeah. it's it's nice.
0: Yeah, I because I remember there was that documentary like, like a couple years ago about him,
1: the, and they're like a podcast
0: and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it it seemed kind of weird. Like it was kind of intrusive, and it was just like, eh. yeah.
1: And TMZ can fucking we just sucks, dude? But yeah,
0: like, you know, yeah.
1: the there's a lot of people that they interviewed in this.
0: Um,
1: yeah. Anywho, zers. Um. Okay, well, then I guess if we don't have fucked up stuff, I do want to say before we get into the topic today, we have two episodes that we've done that are like very adjacent to this. And will set Mm -hmm. a very nice time, um, like a time frame and give you some context to like the moment we're talking about, because we're not going to get much into like the pop culture of the time. we're talking about but if you are curious about what was going on at the time in the music world you can listen to two previous episodes episode 47 requests and dead occasions and episode 50 coach hella which if you haven't listened to are about casey Kasem, which i saw you correct earlier (laughs) because i put dick clark by accident but it's casey Kasem, and um and the day the music died respectively which is like the song—it's a moment of in time, and it's also like kind of a song. And it, there's a lot of information, but basically, yeah. it's the 1950s and 1960s like music history for the most yeah. part.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. We we are all, always very interested in music history. Like we love mm-hmm. uh, we love music. We were raised um, listening to very eclectic. Uh, yeah. Our parents have like great eclectic musical taste so Mm -hmm. we just like have a deep appreciation for for music and the music industry it's very it's a very interesting uh thing to us so um yeah we just uh we've done a couple episodes like you said on it and today Mm -hmm. we're doing an episode specific to the 1960s um you know and it's it's uh specific to the music industry in general Um, But specifically during this time in the 60s, there was a huge scandal um, that happened, and it was centered around the practice of payola. Mm -hmm. Um, So, bribery. Bribery. Payola Mm -hmm. is what we're talking about today. It's a term that has actually been uh, recently popping up in pop culture, I think. It's been in... In some um, hip hop songs, like um, I know, a couple of very famous artists have been accused of it by other famous artists. There's been like, you know, kind of shit talking about it. Yeah, but um, we're not talking about that. We're talking about like very specifically this this moment in time in the 1960s where this Mm -hmm. was like very much a big deal, and when it originated. um, when it originated, when the, like, the terminology came about and when the, I, th- I think, like, when the general population became aware of this practice.
1: Yeah. Um, which, which... Yeah, it's a, it's the origin story, if you will. If Paola was a uh, Marvel superhero, yeah, um, yeah. this would be its origin story prequel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's weird because yeah, like it still exists, and we'll we're gonna talk mostly about like how it originated. But there's some like lingering problems that we'll touch upon. But yeah. it's a word I never knew until like the last couple weeks. Oh, really. Um, I didn't know it originated as a radio thing. I always knew oh. payola as like a bribe, like a bribe situation where uh-huh. it's like greasing a palm, uh-huh. and it is yeah, that it but is.
0: But like it originated term, as, yeah, like yeah, the like term music. pay to play, yeah. is a is literal in this <gasps> context.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's like where it originated. Pay to play. You got to yeah. pay to play.
0: Yeah, and this in this industry, this is yeah. it's like a literal thing. So, uh, payola, like the the straight up definition of payola in the music mm-hmm. industry, because uh, payola can mean different things. Like it could just mean yeah. like bribery, whatever, um, as like a you know slang word. But in the music industry, payola is actually a an illegal thing. Um, it's an illegal practice of paying a commercial radio station to pay play a song. Without the station disclosing the payment, yeah. Um, and under U.S. law, a radio station must disclose songs they were paid to play on the air as sponsored airtime. Like they have to say, "This is this uh like song is brought to you by whatever," right? You know, like mm. RCA or what? I don't know. Like, right? They have to. They have to like tell the listeners, like, we have been, you know, paid to play this song, yeah. Um, which is you know feels distasteful if you're if you were to hear that on the radio you'd be like oh I don't what why but what yeah. if it's a banger I don't know
1: <laughs> I know if it's a banger you're like well I guess like pay to play it more I don't know
0: but it's like also it's just seems like something that should be unspoken anyway like anything in any industry like any marketing scheme at all it just seems like marketing so yeah 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 it's weird so but the number of times that a song is played can influence obviously can influence the perceived popularity of a song so if like a radio station's just playing a song over and over again it's like oh it must be the people that want to hear this song yeah when in actuality it's like no they're the dj is getting paid to play it like on the hour every hour
1: yeah, like, it, it annoys everyone equally, but someone's getting paid, so we all have yeah. to listen to it. Yeah. Also, like, a big part of the time period and, like, what was being played on the radio is, like, what counted as, like, billboard charts and shit. And, like, yeah. it all influences, like, especially at this time, what was played on the radio influenced everything. It, it Yeah. It, it was such a big deal that it – It literally could make people's careers and that which is why labels want to pay people to play it. You know, it's like,
0: yeah, there was more there was more like ability to control pop culture back these days because, you know, social media didn't exist. It was Mm -hmm. all like very it was like everything in pop culture was funneled through very specific channels and radio was probably one of the biggest aside from television, one of the biggest places that people were getting their you know their cues um so yeah so the uh federal communications commission the fcc treats payola as a violation of the sponsorship identification rules which requires any broadcast of paid materials to include a disclosure Mm -hmm. like that's just what came out of this whole scandal um is that this became a law Um, And so the actual word payola comes from a combination of it's like a portmanteau kind of of the word pay and the word ola, which is a suffix of uh, a lot of products slash brands uh, during this time, like Mm -hmm. um, pianola, victrola, amberola, crayola, Mm. rockola, shinola. And Motorola, that was oh. like a, a suffix that was added on to the end of a lot of products and brands at this time.
1: What would be so. like today's equivalent? Um, like maybe like tech. Oh yeah, you like, know, yeah, 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 yeah. Or that's um, good. Or like you know how like in the eighties a lot of restaurants were named like Shea Louie, Shea, yeah. or whatever. Like that.
0: to be like. <laughs> To seem fancy in French Yeah 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 Yeah, yeah no like that's it, You know this is like A product of its time So yeah.
1: it's like oh this is uh, Yeah people are naming it This will seem legit Or whatever Like mm-hmm. yeah I mean Paola Didn't need any marketing
0: But uh. yeah. But it's like This is This is like They had to have a name for it And it's yeah, like yeah. Kind of a fun name And it you're is. like what is, Why is it like this And that's why Yeah, uh, Yeah Cause it's a It is a It's a product of this time um, yeah so prior to the 1930s though there was not a lot of public scrutiny uh, about the reasoning behind a song's popularity like you would just go out to a dance or you know a function or whatever and music would be playing and you're like yes this is the popular song you know what I mean like yeah, it was, yeah. nobody questioned it um, yeah and advertising agencies that sponsored like Because a lot of music started to make its way onto like television and movies and stuff, but like it'd be like from in front of a live audience or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And so NBC's radio slash TV show Your Hit Parade refused to reveal the specific methods that were used to determine top hits. Like they just controlled all of the the playlist. Basically, it's like somebody taking the ox cable and just plugging it into their car and only playing like billy joel or something no i know oh my god yeah my literal nightmare
1: well they (laughs) refuse to name them because the 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 first way was cash the second was check
0: the third was charge
1: yeah (laughs) like that's how they're determining all the songs also
0: (laughs) booze and bras also
1: yeah yeah (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, hot chicks. Also, cars. Also, fucking maybe steak some dinners. drugs later on. In maybe l- some yeah, drugs. Steak dinners. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um. And so they only offered like general, like you know, statements, like lots of vague reasoning of yeah. Like oh, this is the. It's a mixture music of things. This time, yeah. This is the, oh, it's this really... is what. This is it's what uh, This is Americana. Like this is what the people want to hear, and it's yeah. yeah. It's this uh, is it's American a music. You wouldn't
1: understand, actually. It's like a very smart, specific formula. It's very hard and
0: difficult. Honestly, that's what a lot of streaming services say now about, like, algorithms and Uh. whatnot. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, But anyway, so yeah, uh, a lot of determining the top hits was based on, quote, readings of radio requests, sheet music sales, dance hall favorites, and jukebox tabulations. Uh. But all that shit was also dictated by... You know, the record labels and whatnot. So it was just all very controlled, very mm. tightly, very clenched, very clenched butthole with <laughs> yeah. this whole industry. Yeah, very um, clenched,
1: well-fed, well-dressed butthole.
0: Yeah, and nobody wanted to talk about it. No, it was like a known thing, but nobody wanted to talk about it because mm. everybody's getting paid. Um, and the practice of literally paying to play was just the unwritten law of the land and mm-hmm. this sounds very shitty this yeah. it, it is shitty but it's been around forever and when this practice was criminalized when it was brought to the attention of the public when it was thrust into the like court of law and the court of public opinion uh the reasoning behind it um the the shittiest part about it was it was rooted in a lot of racism and white supremacy. Big surprise! This is what the nineteen sixties was all about. You know what it was? Rock and roll. This is what started it. Yeah. Everything was popping back then. Rock and roll was the was the, were the hits. The teens wanted to hear that shit, but nobody was letting them play it. So these independent, smaller uh, record labels were like, "Okay, we can't beat them. We gotta join them," mm. and that's kind of where Paola becomes it's like yes you have to do this thing to have a song on the radio you gotta pay the DJs and this is where it starts
1: and like honestly like the whole world works that way Mm -hmm. like I mean we live in a capitalist society there's always someone who has money who's able to like sway things in a direction that they wanted to go but I think this this has such a big impact on, like, music, like what you were talking about, where, like, it, the music at the time, there was, like, a lot of black artists that were being mm-hmm. copycatted, and yep. the white music labels were able to put money behind those artists, and then those start to be played more, and then those are the artists that get popular, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, that's that's how fucking white supremacy works. Like, oh well, we gotta make sure the white kids who are singing these songs get a boost Hear it or whatever. From a, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and are getting it from other whites. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like this is yeah. the music that we have to play on our station. And it's like, and okay, well we'll pay you to play. It. It's like, great, that's even better. It's just like so fucking sketchy.
0: Yeah. So this this time in America, um 50s and 60s, post-World War II, the Mm -hmm. children of the people who fought in these wars, the boomers, are coming of age, and they're the teens, and they are creating this huge economy of cool. Mm -hmm. And the radio is where it's at. The radio DJs are the arbiters of cool during this time. They're the ones that are, you know, it's like a funnel of just stuff that's coming in and they're putting it out to the kids and
1: this happens every like every couple generations with technology Mm -hmm. it's like how tiktok is what's influential to young people now Mm -hmm. where all us olds like we're like oh what is this like what's even cool like my tiktok just has food stuff you know like but teens are seeing like new music and new artists and like you know fashion and all this stuff and um and that is just what happens and at the time like radio was for young people what like you know maybe for us social media became you know like myspace facebook whatever yeah
0: and i mean and to keep going with that you know that uh uh metaphor it's like the djs then were the original they're like they're the influencers influencers. yeah they were influencers yeah the way we have influencers on instagram and tiktok yeah radio djs were that for this era they were telling the teens what's cool this is the new shit this is what you should be listening to and they were eating it up that was this was like the main like source of 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 what was pop culture at the time yeah
1: And it makes sense, too, because, like, at this time, radio, which was already popular and, like, before TVs were in every household, radio was, like, what you gathered around. And it was, like, very – it was, like, storytelling. It was drama. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, those, like, radio hours where it's, like, a soap Mm -hmm. opera and the whole family's gathered around. But as TV became more prominent and kind of that – that need was kind of met with TV radio became a lot more free and open and young and cool. And like, and so music started to fill the time on radio versus like the radio dramas. Um, And so radio started to focus on top 40 music and, the format was just like way cheaper it allowed for stations across the u.s. to like have these shows that were like manned by one person like a radio dj you know and not Mm -hmm. a full cast of like voice actors and writers and whatever you know like it wasn't as big a production it was pretty straightforward you have these top 40 songs you just play those you go home Um, And just for context, in 1950, there were approximately 250 DJs in the U.S. And by 1957, the number had grown to over 5,000.
0: Wow. So,
1: like, it was booming. And and radio and music just had such a big presence, you know?
0: Oh, man. I cannot seem to drink enough coffee these days. But... If I drink more than a couple cups of coffee, I feel jittery and I actually get, like, paranoid. Oof,
1: yeah. I love a good coffee ritual, but too much coffee is
0: too much. It's too much and it's bad. It's such a conundrum because I love a coffee moment, but a thing that I've actually tried recently that helps with my caffeine intake is this little elixir called Magic Mind. It has ashwagandha, cordyceps, mushrooms, and lion's mane mushrooms, which helped my weirdo brain function better. I love mushrooms. Mushrooms are the future. They are the future. So what I do is I drink it along with my morning coffee and it helps me get through my day without needing another four cups of coffee or a 3 p.m. disco nap. Mushrooms are the present and the future, actually. And Mm. the past. they're everything. They're everything. They're everything everywhere all at once.
1: <laughs> I like Magic Mind because it tastes very good, but also it gives me a nice little buzz from the matcha and a mood boost from the adaptogens. And on top of that, it is an elixir, so I get to have a nice little Isabella Rossellini Meryl Streep moment a la Death Becomes Her, and it is just like, oh, I want to be alone. You know, whatever that <laughs> is from that.
0: Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's very that uh so go to magicmindco co slash g t f u And use the code DTFU20 at checkout for 20% off your one-time purchase or subscription. Ooh, and speaking of subscriptions, if you sign up within the next
1: 10 days, you'll get not 20, but 40% off your subscription. So you have to act fast. Did I recommend Magic Mind Elixir to Pete in place of his daily supplement of ashwagandha? I certainly did. Is he signing up for a subscription for 40% off using our DTFU code? You betcha. Is that even
0: allowed? Uh, I really hope so because it's happening. (laughs) It's happening. Oh, man. Well, that's M-A-G-I-C-M-I-N-D dot C-O slash D-T-F-U. And be sure to use the code DTFU20 for 20% off your purchase. Oh, say goodbye to your disco naps. Say hello to excellence. Say hello to mushrooms. (laughs) Say hello to mushrooms. Say hello to magic. Oh. Magic mind. Yes. Thank you, Magic Mind. Thank you. (laughs) The way that they were doing this, like the way these DJs were styling themselves and like programming the, you know, whatever hour they were on or whatever, you know, program they had, whatever airtime they had, they were like really cultivating their listenership and they had so much clout with younger listeners that uh time magazine at the time called them quote poobahs of musical fashion and pillars of us low and middle brow culture <laughs> so whatever poobahs. that means poobahs but yeah it's just like they were the influencers period and yeah. they were um they were like young you were, though they were young too and they were like you're saying they the this whole um pivot to television really freed up the space in radio to kind of make it this kind of uh more free place to just do whatever. Yeah. And to kind of re envision what radio was. Um mm-hmm. so because the radio and D- and DJs had become so influential, they became sort of like gatekeepers in the music industry. Yeah. The like bigger uh music labels weren't paying very much attention to mm-hmm. radio. They were like focused on the bigger and better, um, you know, technology of television. And they yeah. were like, t- you know, fig trying to figure out how to get their biggest acts like on television yeah. and, um, you know, pressing uh, albums and stuff and and press and not, you know, making the next, next record they were not focusing, they weren't paying attention to what this new this new space of radio was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it started to get more and more influential. And when DJs suddenly became the ones making the decisions to play the hits of the day, they were suddenly being bombarded with record labels dropping new music on them constantly.
1: Yeah. And
0: they were just like completely flooded with like requests to buy the record labels to get to play 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 this play that Um, but like how do you decide which songs to play first like what is the single there was no they couldn't they didn't really have that kind of um, streamline way of dropping music back Mm. then it was just like here's a new album play the whole thing and the the disc jockeys, the DJs, were like, I'm gonna only play one song because there's all these other songs I have to choose from that are I'm being yeah. bombarded by. But how did they choose? Did they um, have an ear for talent and amazing taste in music? No, <laughs> fuck no. They were getting yeah. paid yeah, by yeah, yeah. the record labels. They're mm-hmm. like the the like record label was like, here's fifty dollars, p- play this song, this song, this song. And we have a standing agreement for the the month of, you know, January through March. You play this song every other hour. Literally, that was how it was. And um, if you're saying that doesn't seem that sketchy, it really wasn't. It just it just is how, you know, everything kind of works in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have a product in the grocery store, you have to pay to get your product on the shelf like yeah that is how capitalism works unfortunately. Yeah. hmm so this is Dude. um this has been this is and that was what how has been going for for literal decades in the United States
1: have you ever watched that um I think it's um the Dogfish Head Brewing Company there's like a documentary on the beer like on beer space in terms of like consumerism Mm. and how I mean you know like there's like three companies that own many 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 of the larger beers that are sold in store Mm -hmm. and like
0: like Anheuser-Busch yes uh, yes. yeah yeah yeah
1: uh, Anheuser-Busch InBev the Mm -hmm. Constellation which Mm -hmm. is like Pacifico and like some of those beers Mm -hmm. Miller Coors Miller Mm -hmm. uh, or Miller Miller. Coors which is like the like uh, the Anheuser-Busch, like, competitor in terms of, like, volume. Yeah. And they, they all take up – they they pay to take up, uh, you know, so much of the fridge space and, and like, it's the same thing. Like, it's mm-hmm. just – and that's just how it's worked. And that's just how it's always worked. And it's just so fucking toxic. It's so hard for smaller brands to come in and, like, make an impact, you know?
0: Yeah, but at the same time it's like okay, there's a flat rate almost like going on during this time to get your music played. Yeah. So if you pay that if you pay that money, you can get played. And so all these independent record labels were like, okay, like if that's all we need to do to get our, you know, yeah, and like little our record played, this person who's extremely talented, this black artist that like wrote these amazing songs yeah let's pay that money and get it on the radio and they did and they were yeah. able to get songs on the radio and there were disc jockeys there were there were djs that were like totally like probably racist but they're like i like money more so yeah, they were yeah, playing yeah. whatever yeah. and um yeah this was a, a full example of you can't beat him so join them, and mm. um Suddenly though once rock and roll started getting played more and more on the radio because of because of payola
1: mm-hmm.
0: and more black artists started becoming more prominent um, and white teenagers started listening to black artists and mm-hmm. wanted to go see these artists in person go to concerts yeah. dance like halls. the cult yeah, yeah dance halls like that's when the old whites were like whoa 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 yeah no 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 we don't like this and yeah. so then attempts were made to link all payola all of it to rock and roll music that was the scapegoat uh because the independent record companies and music publishers had to use this this system to promote rock and roll in american radio and so n- because the like The bigger industry people were like, no, we don't want this. We don't want black people. We don't want, you know, rock and roll. Yeah. We're going to like say it's payola and we're going to we need to like outlaw this. We need to go to Congress um, Mm. and talk about this. So they really. They just decided because it was becoming this like, you know, more it was becoming too woke. They decided we're going to like fuck, we're going to fuck it up. Yeah. Um, It's like fucking
1: like redlining music or something. It's like, wait, we need to change the way the game's played because mm -hmm. we don't like that. Kids can't tell, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, like when they're listening to the radio, if it's a black artist or not, and like that, we just need to get them off the airwaves or whatever, because our kids are being infiltrated by the devil's music and whatever. It's just like, oh my God.
0: This is this is the exact like mindset that was happening with like the older um, generation and the uh, so at the time there was uh, the ASCAP, the American Society of Composers, Authors and Publishers. ASCAP. ASCAP, (laughs) who was very vocal in their opposition to payola um, and using used it as a means to uh, like talk shit on their competitor, uh, BMI, the Broadcast Music Incorporation incorporated Mm. um and so at the time ASCAP represented the old guard of mostly white composers like oh Mm -hmm. yeah like very like old traditional 19 they were the conservative party conservative party tin pan alley kind of vibes and then uh BMI was associated with young racially mixed writers of like R&B rock and roll and then the indie labels uh that were trying to get in, like, Aladdin, King and Chess, those yeah, kind of, Yeah, Chess you wizards. Know, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by the mid-50s, the BMI single releases outnumbered ASCAPs. That's what I'm calling it. I don't know if yeah. that's right. But, <laughs> but they outnumbered ASCAPs by almost two to one. And Dang. the older organization did not like that. The old whites were like, no, no. BMI is uh doing Piola. They do payola. <laughs> Don't mind us. We've always done payola, but they're doing yeah, it too. We did it first, but they're doing it better.
1: So can yeah. someone come step in here? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's so funny because ironically television led to the downfall of radio payola. Uh you mm. were saying before like television was like this new wave kind of technology and Yeah. It also opened the door for another scandal called uh I don't know what it was called, but in the in nineteen fifty eight there was a quiz show scandal basically mm. where it was like people were rigging quiz shows and yeah. making money from it. I don't know. Dude, that's a whole other topic. That's crazy.
1: It's so weird how many of these regulations like still exist to this day. Like if you enter a sweepstakes or you you know, like I don't know if people pay attention to that, but it's like, you know, it's like no purchase necessary and stuff. And like, there's always like, our contestants were like, our contestants were given room and meals or whatever. And it's like, they have to disclose. Yeah, they disclose all of that shit. It's so wild. Um, And it's all because of this time period where everyone was just like panicking and trying to get a piece of the,
0: you know, pie and Mm -hmm. willing to pay for it. Um, Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So this this quiz show scandal was the um, kind of like excuse, I guess, that mm. all these um, I, I think there were like big music industry lobbyists, yeah, to make the argument to Congress to like shut down payola practices in the music industry, yeah. um, and really they were just going after the smaller independent labels who were just partaking in this very common practice that had been around since the turn of the century yeah in the music industry um well and the yes. independent
1: labels were probably like not all white you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's like how the, you said like the old guard is like oh okay like this label is like all the white artists and it's like all the old school music that no one mm-hmm. even cares about anymore and it's like here comes this young threatening you know quotes air quotes label Mm -hmm. with all these kids on it that are like not white and like they're singing rock and roll and like what are we going to do about this you know yep exactly so wild
0: yeah so that's basically the crux of this whole thing is they went to congress Mm -hmm. and in 1959 the first u.s congressional hearing took place and that's where they just Everybody just came out of the woodwork and they found that tens yeah. of thousands of dollars were being paid out to uh, disc jockeys all over yeah. the country. Um, yeah. Like everybody was like, oh, yep." I like they well, didn't want to like get in oh. trouble. So they just like totally snitched or they just yeah. fessed up to the practice of it. Yeah. Um, and
1: and I think, too, you know, it was kind of one of those things where it's like they were all doing it. So, like, you don't think it's that bad, but like, mm-hmm. um, there was a prominent DJ at the time, Paul Lind of W.A.I.T. Wait, Chicago, Chicago. And it came out that he had received twenty two thousand dollars. Over the course. Yeah. Yeah. In nineteen fucking fifty nine. That's like a whole second salary. Like that wasn't for playing
0: one record. Yeah. yeah, He got paid that much. He got paid that much money, which was a lot of fucking money back then.
1: Dude, it's like a whole second salary for one record. So, like, imagine what else. Like, imagine all the money he made from, like, taking bribes from all the other um, labels. Yeah. And, like, it, it, you know, it came out. So many DJs, like, people's careers were ruined because of this, um, which doesn't seem very fair. But, you know.
0: Yeah, there was a really prominent DJ who was probably... He was considered one of the most famous DJs, the most uh, influential DJ mm-hmm. in America. Uh, his and name of rock and Freed. roll, right? And of rock and roll, yeah. Yeah. Freed, Alan Freed was like, Alan Freed and Dick Clark were two of the most influential uh, DJs of the time. Yeah. Um, and they were called to testify in front of the congressional hearing about yeah. payola. Um, mm-hmm. and Alan Freed, he was more of the like real, like authentic rock and roll guy. Yeah. He embodied that kind of like, you know, it was he was like the first punk really. Um yeah. he and he coined the
1: term rock and roll, I think. Yeah. Like that he, he he was pro rock and roll. He was there for the music, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he was he ma'am. loved the
0: music. And he also, <laughs> yeah. He also I don't know that he coined the phrase, but he called it that and mm-hmm. made it break broke it through into the mainstream as a term for mm-hmm. the type of music. Yeah. Um he uh he refused to play like the white covers of black people's songs like yeah. Tootie Fruity, like that was a little Richard song and Pat Boone covered it and he refused. Replaced- yeah, 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 fuck yeah. Pat Boone Yeah, fucking Pat Boone. Yeah. Oh, he's like, "God. He's like, "No, fuck you. I'm not playing the white people version of Tootie Frutti. Um oh my Also, God. do you guys even know what that song is about? It's about butt sex, okay? Oh, it is? Yeah, fuck yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I love it more. Yeah. I know. Uh, oh, yeah. I love little Richard so
0: and much. And he And so like, yeah, Alan Freed yeah. just like refused to be like Cornered by this, yeah. and he ended up taking the fall for it all. Like he ended up being like a, a major scapegoat in this whole congressional hearing. Dick Clark had um when he went in front of the congressional hearing, he was like the fucking perfect angel. Like he yeah. he was like I I've heard of it. I've heard of payola but like I didn't take any money. And of course he did. Of course, but he, did, he yeah. had he had you know very conveniently gotten rid of all the in, he'd gotten rid of all the like money he'd uh, taken before mm. um, but Alan Freed was like kind of a badass he like definitely was singled out because he was helping integrate the music industry yeah In in his way where he was like playing black music playing like he was he was like having uh, like he, he did like concerts where where black people and white people were were integrated and people oh. just freaked the fuck out over this shit so he definitely he took the fall for it so Dang. how yeah. convenient yeah and he died like five years after all these congressional hearings probably because they like bled him dry he ended oh. up having to pay a ton of money and like fines and shit and it was just really fucked up so, it's uh, so but wild. dick Carter- Dick Clark got away scot-free, and he, like, had his own record label, so... And had a huge career
1: (laughs) until Mm -hmm. he died. And still his name is on our fucking New Year's Eve every year. It's, like, Mm -hmm. it's always... Like, New Year's Eve is Dick Clark's fucking holiday. It's so weird. Basically, Um, yeah. Yeah, that's... Oh, man. Like, and there was people... I I don't know, like, what time period, uh, but it's around... It's a little bit after this time, I think. But, like, you know... The whole record industry just kind of went with it. And and it was – there wasn't a lot of people really speaking out about it. But, like, people like Lester Banks and stuff, the mm-hmm. the music um, critic, critic and yeah. writer, mm-hmm. journalist, uh, he was, like, really against it. Because he's like, shouldn't music just be good or bad? And, like, shouldn't we play music based on if it's good or if it's – like, you know, like, mm-hmm. he, he hated this shit. But a few people were kind of, like – coming for it but you know it it really took the FCC to come and like shut it down so in order to mitigate all of this payola um, the FCC at the time was like DJs can't can't be in charge of the music that gets played at the station anymore you need to have the program director do it they can pick the music and they can program the station and you know the DJs can pick from that but like You know, we don't we don't want the DJs making the choice because they'll take bribes. Mm -hmm. Well, would you believe it? This just made it easier for Payola because now instead of dealing with the thousands and thousands of DJs across the U.S., they only the fucking record labels only had to pay the program directors, which were significantly fewer. And it was way easier to just bribe them. And then they were fucking playing those songs on the station as much as they wanted them to. It's like so insane that no one thought that through.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yeah, Yeah, so this was a very clear example of that. Just these, you know, people in politics not understanding the full weight and the full like how deep all of this entire practice went in this industry
1: or like not um, even caring, you know? It's yeah. like they didn't who like they didn't even really care. They like, just
0: needed to make an example of this industry that they saw as like threatening to yeah. you know the youth of the nation at the of time. Yeah. And wanted to um, highlight something and I mean, how fucking quaint. <laughs> but this is this is the shit that we were that people were focused on at the time.
1: Well, okay, so obviously the FCC eventually figured out they fucked up with like Mm -hmm. not really fixing the problem and the, you know, everyone's still narking each other out like, (laughs) Oh, but this label's paying more than we are. And like, you need to put an end to this. And so they just stopped it fully. Mm -hmm. Stations cannot to this day, take money from record labels for playing songs. However, Record labels still had the problem at the time of needing to get new artists and their music, you know, on the air. And radio stations still wanted to get some extra money. So uh, uh, they couldn't take money directly. But this is where, like, third parties came into play. With... Yeah, this
0: is a huge loophole in yeah, the system. This is,
1: this is a huge loophole where... My least favorite uh position of all time, the radio station promoter was introduced. <laughs> it's uh if you uh I um if you if you grew up in the if you came of age in the early two thousands, chances are you partied with some radio station promoter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I sure did. And they were fucking gross. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I don't even know if the, they still exist, but these were third parties, so they were able to kind of, like, be a go-between from – and somehow, like, this was a loophole. Like, mm-hmm. they were – seeing what the record labels needed they were going to the stations they were like oh i can give you access to this artist i can give you tickets i can give you whatever you know money for like maybe a sweepstakes or something but like maybe you don't give it all away or whatever and like then i just need you to play this um artist
0: like yeah they would they would have like um like contests yeah and the only people to win were the DJs like yeah 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 and it was like and they'd win like uh prizes or tickets or whatever like money prizes and it was like oh no no we just this all happened through the third party so it's fine so it's fine yeah it just all it did was like funnel through this third party Mm -hmm. this the the promoter for the the radio station so then it was like all fine
1: yeah because they were like freelancers they were like contractors Mm -hmm. they didn't actually work there and so yep Excuse me, none of the none of the like radio stations felt like they had to like report it to the FCC. But eventually, yeah. you know, cut to 1986 when the FCC only figured out this was going on because NBC Nightly News did an investigation and they were like, "Oh yeah, like promoters, they're the new payola." And then the FCC was like, "Oh fuck." They got away with it again? Oh, no. We didn't even notice. They've been doing it for decades? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. This is still going on. Um, And so since then, uh, record labels have paid out literal tens of millions of dollars in fines to the FCC for constantly finding new ways to bribe DJs or radio stations. Like, it is something that they just can't fucking get a hold on. And there's new ways invented fucking every time with every new form of like technology and, Mm -hmm. you know, just fucking creativity. I don't
0: know. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's so hard. Like we live in a capitalist society. Like this is what happens. Like how else are people supposed to find like new music? And it's like, well, I would steer you towards independent blogs and yeah you know places where you can listen to music but you know you guys already know that so yeah. but it's just like how did you find this podcast probably yeah. through an algorithm on mm-hmm. something like Spotify or Apple Music or iTunes or whatever
1: i mean like, maybe i feel like it's like word of mouth you know mm-hmm. which is how music cuz music and popular culture gets spread Most, you know, like fucking algorithms. We know those can't even be reliable. It's like most of the people who listen to our podcast have probably heard it from a friend or heard it on another podcast because Mm -hmm. we have very nice friends who have mentioned Mm -hmm. us on other podcasts. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which isn't payola because we did not pay them for that. No, Uh, I wish we had more money to pay people off so to mention. I the podcast.
0: <laughs> I fucking I would,
1: you know. I would. I would pay yeah. people. I mean I want give me the gold. I I will I want the gold. Like give it yeah. to me. I mean you can, you can buy ads and stuff, you know, but like that's people don't trust that as much. So then that's why that doesn't work.
0: That's um, the thing. It's like yeah. just with this new uh in this new era where we have social media and yeah. we have these new streaming platforms payola has just taken another form yeah and you know it is just how it works like i don't know what else to say
1: (laughs) i know yeah well i guess if anyone's curious about how it is working right now Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: you can't blatantly bribe radio djs anymore but like honestly why would you no one really listens to regular terrestrial radio anymore Mm. they do in some markets like where there's a lot of driving but Mm -hmm. people for the most part can listen to like podcasts and their own music and satellite radio and all that stuff like in Mm -hmm. their car now um so that's not a huge like place where people discover music um one of the platforms that you mentioned, Spotify, is a place where people can discover new music. And initially when Spotify started, they ha- they did a really good job with their algorithms. It's like Pandora did too when that yeah. o- originally came out where you would listen to some stuff, it would take note, and then it would recommend you similar songs that you hadn't heard that they thought you might like. Very cool. Yeah. Um, well... I don't know how much they do that anymore because labels can pay for songs to be added to user playlists as sponsored songs. So, like, now labels can pay to be in up in your mix. And, like, it's going to be a relevant song. They're not going to, like, pair you with, like, a fucking metal song if all you listen to is, like, bubblegum pop, you know? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. like... Labels can pay to put their artists in your um, in your playlist, which is wild. Okay, another one is... So Clear Channel, it does own radio stations. Clear Channel is like the number one owner of radio stations across the U.S. Terrestrial radio stations, like old school. They bought up a ton of them. Mm-hmm. And iHeart is their digital solution to Clear Channel. So it's one company. Mm-hmm. So the Clear Channel, iHeart, On the Verge program... Was a program that was invented in like the mid 2000s, and it it required stations to play a song that they would identify at least 150 times in order to give a new artist some exposure. So mm. they would, uh, quote unquote, identify an up and coming artist, and then they determined we need to play the song 150 times in order to give them a fair shot. But how the artists came to them and the songs that came to them, those were paid. Like that was labels coming to them being like, we want this artist to be in your On The Verge program. Mm -hmm. So that was fucking pay to play. And I just want everyone to know right now um, that Paola is responsible for the careers of Limp Biscuit and Iggy Azalea, the latter latter which benefited from Clear Channel's On The Verge program. Mm -hmm. um
0: fancy was the song that they had in that program yeah that they they determined they were like people will like this song yeah and they were right but you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was a bop and it was very fun and the video had clueless references and that was very fun Mm -hmm. um but like should she have become as famous as she did probably not because the Mm -hmm. rest of her music was not that good Mm -hmm. and um and you could see too, where that... Uh, Limp Bizkit didn't benefit from that. They were way older. They they realized that they weren't... Like, they realized... Gonna do
0: it for the nookie.
1: <laughs> they, yeah. No, they realized they were. And they fucking yeah. gave that nookie, and then mm-hmm. they became a huge smash success because mm-hmm. they got their shit on radio stations, and they paid for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is where, you know, it becomes problematic because it's where, like... This is where indie bands or, I mean, let's not even say that they might not be as marketable, but like what is as marketable as like a pretty white lady from Australia who does rap that's like quote unquote safe for your children to listen to or whatever because she's a white lady. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not as threatening, again, quotes, so let's put money behind her and then her career takes off and that's the problem with all of this you know where we are now is that we're not letting like music just speak for itself and and letting you know people decide what they like and that become popular like fucking record labels are telling us this is who we think is going to be trendy so we're going to pay and anyone who's not as privileged or like as pretty or whatever is marketable as this person good luck hope your music's good enough to get you somewhere
0: yeah yep unless you're like really scouring the indie blogs and like you know making a hobbit of hobbit <laughs> a habit oh a you habit. Ma- are you mucking a hobbit are you making a hobbit of <laughs> <laughs> you're making a habit of like finding new music and yeah and and making a hobby is what I was gonna say. Making a mm. hobby and make and having a habit of like yeah. going out and looking for new music, like on indie blogs, on you know, yeah. on like SoundCloud, whatever. Yeah. This is not Or TikTok. Like, or TikTok, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like TikTok is like they're just discovering music that we thought was cool. Like <laughs> That's fair. But then, the you know,
1: then there's songs like Willow Smith, that Willow Smith song or whatever. Like the mm-hmm. songs get popular, I feel like. I, I'm sure there's music TikTok that's like very, you know, there's probably like snobby music TikTok and metal music TikTok. I'm sure there's just like fucking yeah. so there's much shit. niche, n- niche, niche shit yeah. everywhere.
0: But like, yeah, yeah, it's just like whenever you turn on the radio, whenever you like are in the main feed of whatever streaming service, like that's being spoon fed to you so just be aware that just be aware pale is still happening it's always happening it's just taking on a different form and it's I just I don't have the strong feelings about this like I feel like the negative connotations around it are supposed to make me feel and I, I don't I don't know it's like yeah this is fucking this is capitalism this is what what happens like I don't know I
1: th- I think there's something gross about it for me because it's like money influencing the arts or something like there's something yeah. frustrating about that to me because talent should speak for itself but I also acknowledge we live in a world where that's not the case and people can buy fame or you, you know, like that's just like the world we live in. So I understand that it exists. And like that song that is played all the time that I find annoying and that somehow everyone finds annoying, but it's like always played funded someone's medieval room in their fucking McMansion. You know what I mean? It's that's like, right.
0: that's right. I get it. Way to full circle it.
1: I'm- yeah.
0: I just, I, I think though, if you are that, like, you know, people don't have time to be looking for music all the time. Like they want to listen to what they want to listen to. This is why people like after a certain age, don't want to listen to what the kids are listening to anymore because they had the time and energy to be into Mm -hmm. whatever music they were into in their youth. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, when they get older, it's like, I don't have time to like seek this out. I don't have time to be trendy. Like, yeah yeah, just just whatever's on you just like what you like so I know yeah and I get that but I totally get that but I also love finding new music and like listening to new artists and like that discovery that feeling of uh finding a song that you're like I've never heard anything like this before it's so cool I don't know finding new genres of music you didn't know existed very
1: fun yeah
0: so i don't know i know Hmm. like witch house or something i don't know (laughs) so fun (laughs) well
1: yeah i mean it's uh it's a lot i'm pretty it's pretty fascinating how like that just that incident in fucking 1959 1960 and the uncovering that like the few years... I mean, you know, there was a decade when it was under the radar, right? Like, the whole 50s, Deca- it, was, there, it was happening.
0: More than that. Like More through, than that. Like, since since the, like, late 1800s, like, technically, Paola was happening.
1: Oh, right. But in radio and in music, oh, yeah. it was like... The decade was the 50s when it was, like, really big. And that influenced music today. Yeah. And that's why It's like a fucking butterfly effect that gave us Billy Joel. You know what I mean? Like, uh. we... And great, it's speaking like great, of thank which,
0: you. speaking of which, speaking of which, and we didn't start the fire, yeah. He references, you know, he references payola, yeah. So, but he
1: should be thanking payola because that's why he has a career, you know what I mean? I know this isn't right. a Billy Joel slander podcast, but it's not not a Billy Joel it can slander be. podcast, yeah. <laughs> don't get it. I'm gonna tell yeah. you right now, I don't I, get it. I will say I like, like, there are a couple songs I enjoy. I actually really like them. And then the whole rest of it, I go, oof,
0: no thank you. It's a it's an oof across the board for me. Oofs, <laughs> oofs across the board. <laughs> oof, oofs, oofs across the board. Uh, <laughs> oofs, oofs across the board. I like, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a couple that I like, but. And I really You like really Uptown like Girl? No, bitch. Gross. <laughs> why would I like that song? Why? Why? I. Uh, speaking of the 1950s. Well, then which fucking song you This is what like? I was going to tell you, okay? okay? I like, Um. don't go changing. I like that song. Just the way you okay. are. Okay. I like that song. It's pretty good. Okay. And funny. he has a nice voice in it. And I like um, um, Vienna waits. waits for You. How's that one go? uh it's like vienna waits um i don't know the whole thing i would if i heard like the beginning of it but it's good uh-huh. it's a good one okay those are the right. those are probably the only two billy joel songs i like but let me confirm
0: <laughs> i mean we didn't start the fire as kind of a banger but
1: no fuck off get get out yeah. of here that's <laughs> trash i hate that song
0: it's so bad it's the one that i hate the most um Piano man, probably only the good die. <laughs> it's just the fucking corniest shit on the planet. I hate it. Ooh, I hate
1: uh, it. fuck oh, off, yeah, Joel.
0: I know. I just don't get it, but whatever. All right, it's like it's like um, uh, rock and roll for three for theater kids. That's. <laughs> I was gonna say
1: everything's a fucking. St- 14 minute story from start to finish.
0: That's not a, how I like a song. Like I, It's like when somebody thinks you want to fuck for like two hours. <laughs> I don't want it. get out of here. <laughs> oh my god.
1: He's like also okay we didn't start the fire. Not a song. That's a fucking BuzzFeed list of events. Okay. That's a BuzzFeed article.
0: It's <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. OK. All right. Well, that's it. Um, that's it. That's all I got. Paola, paola, paola. Yeah. Um, still happening. It's just a different form. Yeah. And we're all living in. America, so it's just what happens. Living in America. America. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's that? I don't know. Yeah, hard to say. Hard to say. Uh, I right. can't tell you. Well, you guys follow us on social media. It's uh, at DTFU Podcast, all over the place.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, um, what else? Go to our website, com. You can go to so many different places from there, and you could also submit a, listen- a story. Yes, and we will I, that's read what I was going to say. Air. Yeah, I was going to say send us a listener story. We um, love them. We just yeah. had some really good ones that we, you guys oh know. We had their last so episode. Wow.
1: Do you hate Billy Joel? Tell us why. Or do you <laughs> love Billy Joel? Tell mm. us why.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Fuck, Mary, kill. Billy Joel. Bruce Springsteen. Josh Groban. Go. <laughs> oh,
0: Go. No Lord. Um, Kill Billy Joel. Fuck yeah. Bruce Springsteen. Marry Josh Groban.
1: Okay. That's probably good.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, at any rate, stay excellent to yourselves
1: (laughs) and each other. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.